Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. Bobby loves my quick take on the countdown that never gets in time the, to even get we'll started. Put it in there? Josh just, he, he just talks right in. I, I don't need permission. He doesn't. He doesn't. Anyway, it's a beautiful day in Tupelo, Mississippi today. As far as anybody knows. It, hey, right now it's 80 degrees and sunny outside. I wore th- three layers out of the house because I left before the sun came up. I had a sweater. You're, like, you're a human three-layer dip. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm not very deep, though. Anyway, anyway, uh, you'll be hearing this weeks afterwards, but today our bank is proud because we were recognized as the best bank in the South by Time Magazine's money.com. It's a pretty big deal. If you see a heat map of banks headquartered in America. The I mean, hottest area is us. Yeah, it is. I mean, Literally. It's ridiculous. It's because I, Because of our competitive exclusiveness, I had to kill a bunch of banks off my list because... But yeah, but then when you get to market the best, it's always Why good. would I want? Why would you want another bank? That's it. Hey, but you know what I've heard? What's that? The best work with the best. They do. Iron sharpens iron. That is, yes. Is that true? I've never really messed with iron. I don't think many people use iron weapons anymore. There was the Bronze Age after that. What about Age? Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Iron. They have Shoot. Iron Bank. Oh. Do they? Iron Bank. Where's that? It's somewhere in Wisteria. Huh? Wisteria. Wisteria Lane. Right? Isn't Wisteria Lane in Westeros? Game of Thrones? Isn't Wisteria Lane Westeros in Game of Thrones? Is, is outside? No, it's somewhere else. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. You know I mix up movies all the time. I know you do. Yeah. Who's here today? We have the one and only Evan Sparks. Hello. How are y'all? He is the ABA. He's bringing out his Bacon. y'all back. Yeah. He's the yeah, he's original the, Southerner. Well, welcome home. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. So I don't, I don't have a true Southern accent. But I grew up in Memphis. My family's from the West Coast, from the Seattle area. So I moved to Memphis when I was four, and I never fully picked up the accent. So it comes out a tiny, tiny bit. So I did. But, ask- but y'all is the greatest thing ever because <laughs> y'all makes because sense. the English language does not have a plural form of you. Yeah. So it's just the same word, and that doesn't make any sense. And it's really dumb to be like the people from Minnesota who say you know use guys or whatever. Use guys. So have you heard you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern yeah. Illinois, two, two so. Utes. Yeah. two Utes. So I'm so I'm a big fan of y'all, and I think and I still use that up in Washington D.C. I think y'all has like anytime I'm around somebody, I find it, or we move somebody from another area, which is a pretty good bit. I figure I, f- I feel that y'all is like picked is adopted very quickly because it does make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it gets such a bad reputation just for sounding ignorant. I mean, as you said. It is plural. Mm-hmm. We, we have dumber contractions. Eight. <laughs> well, I mean, that one's not a word. I mean, in like real words. Yeet. Yeah. Or <laughs> you, go, you go down to New Orleans and they say, you know, where you at? And yeah. And you're like, but it's, it's, how are you? Where you at? Like, where you at? Don't, don't but but it's more like, where, yeah. You yeah. Yeah. where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? How dat? Who dat? <laughs> Who dat? When dat? Who dat going to beat them saints? I don't know. <laughs> is that a good one? Evan, so uh, this is a... A quid pro quo 
podcast, if I can speak. Quid pro crow. Crow. A murder of crow. A, crow. A murder of quid podcast. pro crows. Because uh, you were kind enough to have me on ABA's podcast a while back, and so yeah. I said, if you ever come to town, we'll and, Lo and behold, lo and behold, I came, I, I came to Tupelo. We, we made it happen. We didn't. We didn't know if we could today. I was excited that it all worked out. I had the weirdest scheduled meeting day in the afternoon and cleared oh. up. Sorry, yeah. sorry for giving you the last minute. No, I that's me- fine. What's funny is I meant to send that text like right after lunch, and I got back and like somebody was here early, and it was just. Well, I literally saw it. You know. A few minutes after I was finished with yeah, my so afternoon I, stuff, and so I was like, "Hey, I'm 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 free for the rest of the day." So, spoiler alert: Evan is here to do a little story about two good ABA banking partners that mm-hmm. are headquartered in Tupelo, and a little bit about Small Town USA and what all's going on there. But I think before we can, you know, spoiler alert: why you're here, tell us what's going on with ABA and the Banking Journal because there's some moves going on. You maybe have a new role, and what's going on with that? Yeah, area. yeah, yeah, absolutely. As John said, we John was on a guest on our podcast at ABA and, and promo the, that podcast, the ABA Banking Journal podcast. And I and and if you are, if you care about marketing money. You should definitely also care about the ABA Banking Journal podcast because we cover the gamut from all kinds of topics on banking issues, and it's all in 20 minutes, so you can get a little quick educational fix while you're having lunch, having a coffee break, driving home, driving to work, wherever you like to get your podcasts. So um, so you can find us at the ABA Banking Journal podcast at aba.com slash banking journal podcast or subscribe in any of, the, in, in, in any of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, so check us out. And um, and I you know I think there's probably a lot of overlap between the marketing money podcast and our and our podcast I'd imagine so I, I know. would say that I would I will give you a good Southern Amen it is if you it, it, absolutely if you care about this podcast you should you you will get more educated at Evan's podcast yeah. than us <laughs> yeah unless ours you is, want to talk about Alan Iverson ours is a silly yeah AI it's good it figures out everything it solves all the problems <laughs> the answer the answer is AI yeah. hey do you know just Halloween it, Halloween will be gone way gone by then but do you know the name of you know we call him michael myers but do you know the name of the monster in the halloween movies mike myers right yeah so that's his name oh the name, but he's the name referred of to as the shape that's like what his thing is the shape yeah see the fabulous thunderbirds <laughs> made a song about him called the hippie hippie shape no don't even there was also that. in the cocktail soundtrack no that's a that's cocktail a, was such a good movie half until movie. you watch it now. Ha- no, half the movie was good until they get to the Bahamas or Jamaica or whatever it is. I still say it's a good movie. Yeah, I can't believe they haven't remade it. It's the same movie as Days of Thunder and Top Gun. It's two guys trying to solve some problem and live their life. It's the same plot, just different things. One well, that could be like one's, one's drinking. There's one's drinking. One story. There is one story. <laughs> one's drinking. One's jets. And one's race cars, and it's the same plot. There aren't two guys in in um, Days of Thunder. Though. Yeah, there is. Who? He and the NASCAR dude that are well, always the, arguing over. But his where's stuff. Goose? Goose is the other guy he races against. No, they get no because no, they race the that's cars. Ice no, they race the cars, and they get in trouble, and they get suspended for racing the cars. That's he and the other dude. That's that's Ice Man. It's the same plot. Okay, it I is. agree to disagree. It's okay. I said good day. Hey, some people have to be wrong in this world, Josh. And you just chose so, to be. Exa- Back to Evan. B- yeah. B- case so, in point. <laughs> so I'm curious. What are you guys going as for Halloween? What, did Nothing. you guys do that at your bank here or at, at, at Mavis Agency? So last year I went as the Flash and I wore full red leotard with the nice. mask and everything. It and did not pass compliance. It, it did not. It did not. <laughs> so actually on Halloween day at our bank. Bobby we, has a Flash shirt on right now. The, just 
Yes. This that. is so awesome. Because he's a big fan of mine. Yeah. He saw it last year. He's like, Johnny I Flash Oxford. Johnny Flash feel good. But no, our bank on Halloween Day, uh, the tellers and the main floor folks, because we have a five floor bank, the main floor of this, the retail area platform, they all dress up and there will be everything from whatever character they want to be ghosts and goblins and witches to whatever and they have candy and so if you what if two in, people dress up as the same thing is there any like collusion that goes in beforehand uh i've never thought of that before mm. you put your wrist cat on for that if they walk in as the same <laughs> I, I gotta tell you you know this will be after to come out after Halloween, I guess. But I'm going as the as the scariest thing when 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 I get back to work on, I'll be back at work on Halloween day. Reg D. The the scariest thing a bank marketer can ever see. I'm going as a GDPR. Ah, uh, oh. yeah. I know very very 20, 2018 trendy. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I, it, that, that, that will not the, the the social post will not age well. <laughs> does, that, does, does that GD stand for something we can't say? Uh, is, it, is it general data? Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. stiffer. Yeah, no, anyway. it's uh, um, yeah. <laughs> beep beep. General data. Okay. That's. I mean, I think that's. Uh, you know, is that a? I thought. I, th- I thought oh. it was stiffer. Gosh darn. Public that's relations. what I think most uh, compliance folks probably think it do. Mark, most compliance marketing yeah. folks, but yeah. ADA compliance letter. You could go as that too. That's kind of last year though. Now that's yeah. I mean that's still that's still happening. That, yeah. That's still happening. I was talking to some I don't banks think that would be politically. It'd be hard to do that one and be politically correct. <laughs> if you need, if you are still have, if you are a bank that has still not taken care of all your of doing your GDPR risk assessment, you should go to aba.com slash GDPR and you'll find all these resources so you can figure out, you know, you don't have to like do all the compliance stuff, but you need to at least figure out what what your own risk is just so you, what your own exposure is so you know whether you should do something or not, you know. You need to know. So, and I, I, thought, get asked I about thought that this was a just a European deal at this point. Well, so it's like that's so the explain thing. that to our listeners because right. that's actually probably a really good tactical takeaway yeah. from this silly all call. Right. Well, first of all, I just say as they say on Twitter, I A N A L. I am not a lawyer, um, but GDP, as far as I understand it, you know, this is a European data regulation that applies to European nationals where people who are EU. You know, subject you know EU nationals wherever they are. This ba- this applies to EU nationals. You know, in Europe, but even if they have U.S. banking relationships, they might that might apply to them. Yeah. So that's like, are you, you know, are you connected to a? Yeah. So I mean, so so I, you know, I've got a, a case in point. You know, I have a um, my my bro- my uh, in laws are Americans. They live in Belgium, but my brother. You know, my brother-in-law is a has Belgian uh, like permanent residency, and my sister and his wife has, is a dual, dual U.S. Belgian citizen. So they're subject to that, but they have U.S. banking relationships. You know, they have credit card, checking account, all that kind of thing in the U.S. And that's you know, if there were, and there are some pretty steep penalties for data breaches and other kinds of things related to, you know, under GDPR. The key question is like, who can enforce it? You know, it's like U.S. You're is a U.S. regulator agency going to enforce that? Um, Not yet. Yeah, no, but yeah. Well, it depends right. on what the fraud right. is. Right, the, the and, and, and if you're a U.S. bank or you know, you know, if, if you're a multinational bank with multinational presence, you may have European, you know, subsidiary or affiliate that can be, you know, enforcement enforcement can be brought against. But you know, the penalties are just pretty steep, and if it's uncertain as to how you might be exposed, it's important to get that checked out. So I want to ask another, and, and we may just delete this section, th- this next thing I'm about to ask, because you may say you don't answer it. But I'm going to lead in just in case we keep it. 
is so another European thing that doesn't have full application to America is open banking. Yeah. Are you can you can you give us the primer on that? No. Okay. Because it's like um, I mean, no, it's, but so the it's literally we can keep this on here. Let's talk about the core thing that yeah. ABA is doing. Yeah, that, we can talk about I mean, like, this to it. So, so I mean, outside yeah, of that, I mean, the whole core. point about open is, I mean, is is really um, you know opening up the platforms, which is you know, allows is, technology to be used, right? And and I would say you know it it. We're in an area where banking technology in America needs to advance. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where I don't want more regulation, more thought, more stuff put around it. But, I mean, this doesn't necessarily affect banking as much as it affects the vendors that supply banks. Look, in South Korea, they have Bitcoin ATMs. Over here, we can't even get Bitcoin unless you, like, go through the 25-step picture process. I mean, it's like they're so far ahead of us in a lot of their but fintech you do with it or tech you get fin. It. Uh, well, I don't know over here. I don't yeah. live in South Korea. But my point is is they've adopted so much more technology and transactional day-to-day mm-hmm. -day banking. And I think a lot of it is because we, we have core systems that, that are stringent on the use of open API. They're, they're stringent on the bolt-ons and all that stuff. And so ABA is actually taking this on as kind of a project. Yeah. I'll let you speak to that. Yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. I mean, so you know, when we do think about open banking, I mean, there's – the key question is like, what exactly are we talking about? Right. You know, because we in in Europe there's Payment Systems Directive two, PSD two, which you know requires, um, you know, took effect at the beginning of 2018, and under PSD two you have bank customers that can are allowed to authorize third parties to securely access and process their bank funds, and this happen and banks are complying with this by using open APIs, mm -hmm. open application programming interfaces, which is really the kind of preferred way to share that data. So you're not sharing a credential, the screen scraping method mm -hmm. that my ABA colleague Rob Morgan is way more of an expert on. Um, but it is and it can be problematic. It can be it, well, you know, the open API is the most secure right. way right now that we. Have to share data, yeah, and so, but that's a regulatory requirement in the U.S. or in 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 the European Union. In the U.S., we, I think the concept is a little more broader. It like encompasses open APIs, but it's also just kind of, it's not so much a regulatory framework as the spirit of, you know, sharing of sharing data. of data to a, benefit the customer, to benefit the customer, and benefit you know give customers more control over their own financial lives. And so, so, so one person can't own a relationship just based on holding their information. Yeah, exactly. It's a uh, and there's some there are some really exciting uh, um, newer core platforms out there, open cores that are, you know, I was in, um, went to, uh, I won't say the company just because I don't know if you guys are vendor neutral or not, you know, but, you know, I went to, uh, we are vendor um, neutral, you know, in, in Dublin, I went out to, uh, I'm vendor neutered. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> um, we, uh, went out to Dublin last spring to the, uh, a user conference for this, you know, European core banking company that has an open digital core and it's really phenomenal. The speed with which they're able to deploy things in that environment, because they, you know, they're not, they're not dealing with so much legacy, so many legacy systems, and that's so that's the thing that we've at ABA have noticed and heard from our bankers for years that you know the core systems that many of them have are. You know, they take a long time, and they're restrictive. And I mean, you can could talk about this better than anybody else because you actually work with this core system at, at Renaissance. But it's a uh, it's something that we are we are really pushing forward to uh, to address 
upfront with our core providers with the with the core providers this is a so if you were at our uh, um, uh, ABA convention in uh, in New York uh, recently in October you heard our president and CEO at ABA Rob Nichols talk about a letter he sent to the cores an open letter saying you know we are hearing about um, uh, some challenges from our community banker in bank members, and we want to work proactively with you, with all three of the big core providers, on figuring out ways that we can accelerate the process of innovation and, and speed up the ability to uh, um, to deploy changes and make things easier to uh, um, easier to you know just make it easier to to get things out faster to the customer for people to so use that people can use yeah. them. Use yeah. Your services. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is, um, you know, the, the, the problem I would generally say, and I mean, this is, you know, neutral across the board, but I mean, that th this is what begets that problem is it's, there's this argument of mutually assured destruction versus mutually assured success is, well, somebody can leave my bank, and but you could also gain a client from another bank. I mean, that's sort of the impossibility. And that, that's at the micro, micro level, not not even at a, at a greater macro level that is integration to some other system. I mean, it it, it is, I, I, I think we could, I don't know, I won't put words in anybody else's mouth. It is behind. It, it, it is, um, uh, I, I amen Rob and appreciate Rob Nichols' um, doing that because it's a we run into mm -hmm. this as a roadblock even as a marketing vendor yeah it can i mean it's something that that we hear a lot about and so that's what at aba we're focused on um uh pushing for results and and trying to trying to bring about some change for our for our members so and i think understanding that you know the core provider is the core processor is like the big probably for most community banks it's the biggest technology contract that's probably the biggest vendor you single vendor you have well, right? there was a fee. so, yeah, the so it is so important too. so it's not a matter of and i think it's really important to emphasize this is not a matter of you know um some kind of confrontation right no. this is a matter of saying hey it's in the best interest of everybody to work together to get a little faster yeah, to get a little support. you know to 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 get move more in a in a in a direction of progress and um it's in the interest of the the technology provider, the bank, ABA, of course. And the core, though, you know, because yeah, it's every, like that's the every conference we go to or a place you hear the latest and greatest kind of app or the thing that's coming out that's going to change something. And I say, yeah, and they go, okay, well, which bank are you with? I tell them, and they say, well, who's next question is always who's your core provider. And if you say, well, we have our own core, because a lot of larger banks, when they get 20 billion up, a lot of them create their own because they mm -hmm. can afford it. They've got scale. They can do it. And then they're like really excited. But when you say one of the big three, it's like, well, here's our experience with this specific one, and here's why we can't do it. Well, sometimes or, it just comes with extra expense. Because or, it or, takes or here's what it's going to be, and it's not going to work. And you never get a, all right, well, we know what to do with them. It's always like, oh, here it goes. And so I, it's it's got it. It's got to be an easier way. Is yeah. the way I look at it. Well, I think it's be, and no one's being confrontational. It's just like, guys, we're oh. going to get blown by. And the story of the blockbusters and the Toys R Uses and the and the the Netflix and Amazon impact on stuff. It's going to happen to banks at some point. Fortunately, we have lending, which gives credit, which is a little different from buying a, a CD. But my ends in music what? CD. Yeah, not not a certificate. You know that you know that that old joke. That term. I know that old game. But anyway, to that point, banks on the deposit and transaction side can be passed by. Look at the Venmo that came in and wrecked P2P, and now we've got Zelle, and everybody's trying to implement that, and PayPal. But the point of this whole rigmarole that I'm getting off here is the cores have to be more acceptable to change, and banks need to be more accommodating to working with them. Yeah, 
So, um, but to that point, uh, I, I will say on behalf of the bankers and the bank marketers, we do appreciate ABA <laughs> for kind of working as a as a co-op to to take on this challenge and at least get the conversation started and see why and, and just ask the questions why. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, it's you know the, the conversation needs to move needs to move forward. So, and, and I think it is. So it's good. So can we talk about? Do you mind talking about what you're doing here? Yeah, can sure. You, I don't want to. I don't want to give away too many preview. details. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, we're gonna you let know, you say it instead of us. We run a really long lead time on our uh, um, on our magazine, and so what I'm working on is not going to come out until the winter. So yeah. Um, but it's a coming uh, soon. Coming soon, and you know, and, and I and I don't want to like give too much away just in case someone from you know the Bloomberg or the Wall Street Journal is listening because yeah. they can just hop on a plane. They're and, not. You know, we. Yeah. <laughs> they're not listening to us. <laughs> oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, Bloomberg, yeah, maybe. Michael Bloomberg texted me just last night, and he said, when's that Evan guy doing that story? <laughs> I said, oh, hold on. Yeah. Anyway, so you've got – anyway, I'm, I'm here writing – I'm writing a story about Tupelo and for the ABA Banking Journal, and there's a really exciting banking story happening in Tupelo. And some uh, – um, Renaissance part of that, obviously, and then the other company, big company here is Bancorp South, and it's a uh, – um, these are two mid-sized institutions that are together headquartered in a you know a relatively small town. Well, let's give a shout out to Bancorp South and yeah. them letting the bank down in the coast on and the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, their yeah. system. That was a good thing, and I don't care how I compete with them and how we compete. Yeah, that was forth. a good story. I'm not one of these politicians. Don't say the other opponents. Look, Bancorp South solid bank. I got good friends over there. They do a good job servicing their clients. They do a great job competing with us, and we compete with them well. Mm-hmm. But there was a bank. What was the name? Do you know? Off the top of your head, the name of that bank? I'm looking it up he right may be, now. He'll look I, it up. I'm, but there I'm was efforting a, this. So the story uh, was that a bank that got shut down by Hurricane Michael on yeah. like a Thursday when it hit just got demolished. Six locations just got smashed. And instead of just, oh, well, there goes our competition, Bancorp came in and said, you can run off our system. We will backbone your systems and your customers come in and work from our branches. Your customers come over here. So really like brotherhood of banker type stuff. And I don't know if there's that's politically correct say brotherhood but whatever it was a it, it was a brotherhood of banking they came in and said fraternal we're gonna order. help you never mind that doesn't yeah work. it's the same thing so paternal order no but no. It, a, point is bancorp shout out to y'all for for a, a very awesome thing you did to help an opponent instead of kicking them when you down you lifted them up helped them out yeah and that's the thing i mean i, I couldn't find the name of the bank but um the uh, that's the thing that i uh uh I have been really impressed by in doing this reporting in Tupelo. This is a uh, well, the thing that people talk or t- keep talking about is, you know, you Renaissance and Bancorp South are compete hard on loans and on you know products, but when it comes to um, doing community development, doing economic development, working together to working to bring up bring up you know. Uh, a new employer to town, uh, working on some kind of community amenity. You guys are like arm in arm together, and I think that's one of the things that has ma- that's making uh, you know Tupelo an economic success story. And that's so that's a little bit of what I'm exploring is you know here is this you know you have these two mid-sized banks, these two you know large, regional financial institutions really because you guys are all over the mid south. You know, Bancorp's you guys are in five states, right? Five states, but, and Bancorp's in eight states. So it's a uh, um, that's uh, these are significant financial institutions together have their headquarters just across the street in uh, in this little town in northeast Mississippi, and that is something that is contributing to the success of Tupelo in a big way. And I think it's an exciting story for for banks to to for bankers to know about, for the general public to know about yeah. that this is really something that uh, um, you know. 
there's some there's some really exciting things happen when you have a um, when you have two banks like that that both compete and collaborate in a in a single market. It's uh, I, I joked that it's kind of like pro wrestling. You know, when we're on stage for our job, we're fighting and we're saying stuff and we're wrestling and trying to do right. And then behind the scenes, as soon as kind of you see us together that night, you're like, wait, didn't those guys fight during the day? And here you are at a, an event helping the community. Or here you are hanging out and they're your friends after hours. So it's kind of like you, you fight hard, but you play hard and then, you know, you work your community hard and it, it, everybody benefits. Won't give away what I said in the interview, but I've watched um, these two banks compete um, for a while now, for more than a decade, and um, it, it's one of those stories that you, uh, yeah, I, I've seen um, almost you know other bankers' faces on dartboards and things like that, um, where where these two banks are. It's very much like sibling rivalry and. Tupelo is the beneficiary of it, and I think I think both these banks are um, have benefited from Tupelo as well. A, a, yeah. um, a town that one is is bringing some opportunity in. I mean that's important. I mean to to be a successful mm-hmm. bank, you need to have some some business around your headquarters. Being a, a good small town, um, and and you know there are several factors. One of those I joked about um, earlier, never really thought about this, is there's not like this single entity you have to go see like mm-hmm. some small towns yeah. there's the owner you know the he owns the meal <laughs> you know he you owns get, the factory you got to go through him to start your restaurant yeah and it's you know we, we it's absolutely um and we talk about the tupelo spirit around here but it is an equal opportunity um place even at halloween the tupelo spirit gets real scary <laughs> that's you need this to dress is, up as the tupelo spirit <laughs> What would that look like? That wouldn't. Mm. <laughs> it wouldn't be good for me. Wouldn't no. be a good look for me. No, no. But uh, anyway, I think we're bumping up on time here. So uh, Evan, tell everyone where to find the ABA podcast again. Yeah, sure. I know you're good at it because I've heard yeah, you reel yeah. it off. We've got the ABA Banking Journal podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Casts, uh, really anywhere you like to get your podcasts. We're on TuneIn now. We I just added that one. So um, so go ahead, take a look, find us on find us. Uh, um, you can also find us at aba.com slash banking journal podcast. And I'll just say we I didn't we didn't really talk much about the banking journal, but uh, um, the ABA Banking Journal is the bi monthly magazine of the American Bankers Association. It's kind of our flagship magazine. It's been around since nineteen. 19- 08. It is, uh, um, you know, some some biz tech magazine called us stately and dignified, which is, you know, quite the some, two words that have never been used to describe me. <laughs> I can guarantee you that it's a stately uh, and dignified. Yeah, so 110 so, years, right? Is that was yeah. my math right? Hundred. Yeah, this little, 2018 little is our 110th birthday. So yeah. we're in volume CX. You know, with our Roman numerals. That yeah. you know you've. You only know with magazine volumes and Super Bowls. That's the only yeah. time you use your Roman numerals. Um, but we also have a, a website that we are working on, a uh, um, uh, website at aba.com slash banking journal. And that website, we are working on bringing together some additional ABA resources. Our publications team has been combined into a single unit to uh, enhance our efficiency and our improve our ability to deliver quality resources, content, uh, educational information to our members. So this website, you know, it, it contains, you can get our podcast there. You can get the ABA Daily News Bites that are posted uh, online there um, real time throughout the day. So you, uh, so if you can't wait for your ABA Daily News Bites every morning, you can go to the Banking Journal site and see it posted the same day. Um, then you, we also will be integrating content from ABA Bank Marketing as well as from our uh, ABA Bank Compliance Magazine there as well. So that's a, uh, we've got 
a lot of great resources, and we encourage bankers to check it out. And thank you for uh, for reading and uh, and reading, listening, and uh, supporting our publications. One of the things we talked about, or Evan and I talked about, is, and and the shout out I would give this is. One of the things I would I would say to all bankers is a more holistic view of of the industry is helpful. Understanding a little bit more about compliance if you don't fully get it, understanding a little bit more about the marketing environment and adding or you know vice versa plugging and playing all of those um, in um, that's one of the benefits of this uh, consolidation I believe is being able to carry more of that stuff into one place. I mean you need to you need to know the stories out there um, as a banker today and. Um, yeah. Well, all I know is I appreciate the joke at the end of the news bites, and I know you yeah. have to struggle to find a joke. I can only imagine, but the onion gives you some pretty good. Uh, we, we rely on the onion a lot more, you know. It's uh, um, which always we used reminds to rely me a lot of the, on the late night hosts, yeah. and the late night hosts are like all politics all the time, and we don't touch politics. And, yeah. and you know, one of the things that used to be consistent, you could you could make a lot of jokes about was uh, um, uh, this fellow whose name rhymes with. Uh, Plump, I don't know. Stump. Um, yeah, Stump. There you go. And his name rhymes with Stump. And uh, but he is off limits because it's too political these days. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no way. Then it's so you know I'm you know I we have we are I'm super strict. Like you know no religion, no politics, no you know obviously nothing you know inappropriate in any way. Nothing like you know just even slightly like risque. We don't even go there. So uh, um, it doesn't leave us a lot of options. And I'm kind of like you know. I'm kind of stuck with jokes about Kim Kardashian and Kim Jong Un. Kims are still okay, I guess. Kim, you know those those two. You could start are, a multi if if the the um, fellow who rhymes with stomp is off. You could start a whole multi. You could start a war with with um, Kim. Yeah, it's a, I don't either know, a social you war. Know, or I don't know what we're gonna do. You know, if and if Kim Kardashian decides to run for office, like and. She gets into politics in a big way. I have no idea what we're going to do. We're hey, just going to shut that can, joke you can Kanye tried. You can so. circuitously go about it. I mean, Kanye's yeah. showing up. So, all, I mean, we're, a lot of stuff we do are like the, you know, the dad joke tweets from some of the yeah. people I follow on Twitter because I'm like, you know, dad jokes are um, uh Always are always are always are always safe. So yeah. you know, safe but not funny. Dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, we are we're so. proud to have Evan Sparks of ABA and ABA Banking Journal on our show today, as well as the kind of author and editor of News Bites, as well as Josh Mavis, always on the show with the Mavis Agency and John Oxford, the Renaissance Bank. So, uh, Josh, you want to close this out? No. All right, he's not. So anyway, <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And we will uh, talk to you next time on the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. All right, hey, I changed my mind. I want to close it out. You ready? All right, we're going to close it out. Hey, Evan? Yeah. Did you notice anything funny? You know, the craziest thing, it's like John's feet are actually smaller than I thought. Really? Yeah. Under... It's really. It's funny how he stands up. Yeah, I, I don't. I have no idea how he even like walks over here from the from Renaissance. Like, I, you know what? That maybe he, we should get him a Segway. Yes. Yeah. But with pouches for his legs. Like you remember Dorf, You remember Dorf on golf? I was like, yeah. that guy, just little feet. Just yeah. Well, he's around. just little. He's just little. Maybe you wore your feet off coming over here. <laughs> Workers' comp. <laughs> See what you don't know is inside my shoes I have like these extendo things that like pat them They're out. They're even smaller. So, yeah. So yeah. my shoes are even smaller. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But all you're right. rich, right? So it's all okay. Yeah. yeah. It it is. That's how I can afford to have all these padding inside my shoes. So yeah. The fake shoes. He had um he had stems implanted in his legs. Yes. yes. It's like a little kickstand. Yes. It's 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 awkward and weird, but uh, 
I, I walk around these little things daily. It's our first after credit scene. Second after credit. Oh yeah, um, we fridge Perry. We is he alive? Reconfirm. Fridge is good. He's out in South Carolina. He's fridge good. is running. Fridge. William Refrigerator oh, Perry is still alive. Dad Joe! The fridge is running. <laughs> Confirmed. All right. Cut. All right. Cut. Cut. Fr- opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.